open any news app on your smartphone, listen to the prayers lifted up during Sunday worship, observe any facet of life, and you will quickly be reminded of what you already know. Siloam was not the last tower to fall, and Pilate was not the last person in power to harm or kill another person. Tyrants and towers are a reality of our lives in this world. They come in all shapes and sizes, ways and circumstances, sometimes intentional, other times accidental, sometimes of human origin, other times simply the way of nature. Accidents, disease, crime, hate, famine, poverty, war, and natural disasters are but a few of the tyrants and towers of our world. Whenever and wherever tyrants act and towers fall, we are faced with a truth, a reality, that life is fragile, that life is unpredictable, that life is oftentimes overwhelmingly tragic. In those moments, we are often quick to seek and offer easy explanations. They got what they deserved. God has a plan. Everything happens for a reason. She's in a better place now. There's a lesson to be learned here. This was simply God's will. Jesus hears similar explanations from the people in today's gospel lesson, who, who imply that those whom Pilate has killed, mingling their blood with their sacrifices, deserved it. For bad things only happen to people who deserve it, those who offend God. Jesus' response, though, is no, <laughs> no. No, no, I tell you. For this kind of thinking and this kind of rationalizing in the face of tragedy is too simplistic. It is too trite. And it is certainly not of God. That is not who God is or how God acts. Because the truth is, the reality is actions and choices have natural consequences. Sometimes those consequences are tragedy and suffering. Other times those consequences are prosperity and joy. Good things happen both to good and bad people every day. Bad things happen to both good and bad people every day. Tyrants and towers and God show no partiality. That is more than clear in Jesus' statement. Unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Unless you repent. I have a deep suspicion that is not what the people wanted or expected to hear from Jesus. I cannot, and I certainly cannot imagine Jesus' story of the 18 people killed by the tower with the words, unless you repent 
made things any better. Imagine if one day you came to me and you said, my mother's died, or my best friend has cancer, my husband has lost his job. Would you be thrilled and comforted if I said to you, unless he repent? Would you? If so, let me know. It will make my job so much easier. Of course you wouldn't, unless you repent. I mean, let's just be honest here. Jesus' words are not helpful in any capacity. They are not helpful. They offer no explanation and no comfort. Unless you repent is not what we want to hear in the midst of tragedy and suffering. Jesus, though, doesn't always tell us what we want to hear, does he? More often than not, Jesus confronts us with what we need to hear. Today's gospel is not about pastoral care. He's not trying to comfort or heal anyone. He is not acting as their pastor. He is being pure prophet in this moment. Prophets speak hard truths. Truths we often don't want to hear. Jesus is looking with insight into the condition of our lives. He's making a diagnosis, and he's offering a corrective. Prophetic words challenge us. Prophetic words oftentimes scare the hell out of us. Prophetic words oftentimes make us feel guilty and angry because they speak a truth we are not wanting to hear or to see. Always they grab our attention and show us a new direction to a new life. Unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Because the truth is, tyrants act and towers fall every day. At the heart of today's gospel lesson is the fig tree. And the fig tree is to be a reflection of your life. Where is your life bearing fruit? Where is it not? Where do you need to spend time, care, and energy nurturing life and relationships? What are your priorities, and do they need adjusting? Who or what orients your life? Are you growing, or are you wasting the soil in which God has planted you? We are right to hear urgency in Jesus' words. We are right to feel uncomfortable in his words. This is not because God is vindictive, but because life is short and precious and sacred. Jesus is more concerned with why so many people do not, do not fully live than he is with explaining why people die, why tyrants act, why towers fall. Everyone dies, but not all people truly live. 
Mother Teresa, uh, not known for poetry, she did take a crack at it a couple times. And um, here's a poem she wrote. Life is an opportunity. Benefit from it. Life is beauty. Admire it. Life is bliss. Taste it. Life is a dream. Realize it. Life is a challenge. Meet it. Life is a duty. Complete it. Life is a game. Play it. Life is a promise. Fulfill it. Life is sorrow. Overcome it. Life is a song. Sing it. Life is a struggle. Accept it. Life is a tragedy. Confront it. Life is an adventure. Dare it. Life is luck. Make it. Life is too precious. Do not destroy it. Life is life. Fight for it. At the heart of her words is Jesus' call for repentance. Repentance is the means of reclaiming this one precious sacred life that you've been entrusted with. Repentance is the way of becoming most authentically who we are and at the deepest level of who we long to be. What might repentance look like in your life? Ultimately, repentance is about choosing life and life fully. So choose. And if you find you have made the wrong choice, choose again. For it is never too late. One more year, the gardener says to the owner. One more year. That is not about time. That is about forgiveness and grace and second chances. So tell me, what will you do with this one precious sacred life you have been entrusted with? Will you fight for it? Will you nurture it? Will you fulfill it? Will you admire it? Will you embrace it as God's dream for it? Will you live it? It is never too late. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>